Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Just give up some points. Oh, TJ Watt's questionable. Uh, welcome to Land Grant Holy Land's I-70s football show, where we discuss the entire Big Ten from Rutgers to Ohio State. You can catch us every Monday, breaking down the major games, storylines, and previewing the next week's slate. If you love the Big Ten, pack a bag, jump in the car, and enjoy the ride. As always, this is your host, Jordan Williams, and I'm here with my co-host, Dante. What's up, Jordan? What's good? How are you? Um, yeah, I'm tired. Not gonna lie, it just started snowing, so like it's kind of depressing now. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. When you texted me to do the show, I was definitely napping. I was, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was man, I, kinda, I thought you wanted to uh, get this done and out the night, out, not out the way, but get it done early instead of doing it later, like we sometimes end up doing no i did because i have homework to do right i should, right, right, right. Have, I should not have been napping but i was <laughs> like like it wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't a good i have no problems in the world nap it was one of those like damn i got hella shit to do guess i go to sleep those are some of the best naps like man i am so busy yeah. <sighs> let, uh, me let me lay down. <laughs> let me get some energy so I can do all this work. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Actually, that is where I'm at. Especially if I didn't know what uh, didn't wake you up, it would have been dark as hell, and you would have been confused. Like, uh, what time is it? 
Yeah, that that has been bad. I have not adjusted at all. It was like I don't know. It was like five or six yesterday or something, and I and I needed to leave the house, and I was like, man, it is so late. I'm not going nowhere. And I looked at my phone. It was like six. All right, I guess I'll go to the store. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not even. It's not even late. <laughs> it's not even late. No, and then like you said, it snowed. I'm sick. I'm so yeah, sick. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I don't have boots. None of that. I'm not ready for snow. I have. Do I have boots? I don't even know if I have boots. I don't got. I, I have a real coat, but I don't have gloves. I have hats. Like I'm halfway prepared. I just wanted to get some boots before the first snow and. Obviously missed that deadline. Yeah, well, for any of our um, any of our listeners who are around our age that are men, or any of our older listeners who have kids our age, you'll understand this. I finally bought a real coat last year because for some reason, when you're a man, <laughs> when you're a man in college, you just don't feel like you need one. Like you're it's like, like twenty one, like a long sleeve <laughs> and a hoodie. That's all yeah. you needed. At like 21, I didn't need a coat. Like, what do I need a coat for? I'm going to throw on this hoodie and a windbreaker over top of me. And a beanie. And a beanie. Yeah, it's like, that's the whole, that's the fit right there. I, yeah. Literally, I have like multiple windbreakers, multiple hoodies. You just match them up, whatever. And then I turned 25, and I was like, man, this, um, I should probably own a coat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because, like, I've always owned a peacoat. Yeah, I have a Pico. (laughs) But as soon as I got to college, I was like, I'm not putting this. It has so many buttons, man. I'm not doing all that. So I'm going to just either one little windbreaker or like a bomber jacket over a hoodie. Yeah, well, I'm not going to wear a peacoat to like the grocery store. I had a peacoat for like when I wore a suit or something like that. Like that's my nice coat. I didn't have like a regular one. And then like I had like this, I don't know, so. Yeah, I finally bought a real coat last year, so I'm 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 sort of prepared. Um, I still don't have boots, but I don't wear boots, um, so I do, man. It, I, the snow be trying to take me out, so I ain't trying to I ain't trying to uh, bust my ass this year. I feel that I'm a sneakers guy, so I just wear sneakers like their boots. I just throw on the high tops. Man, they ain't got no traction. You just one one wrong move is over. Yeah, I'm. I, well, let me not say that. I will just say <laughs> I don't. I don't typically fall, regardless of what I'm wearing. So, it has not been a uh, a need to buy boots. Yeah. So we'll see. But I might have to get them because I'm getting older. So if I do end up falling, it's gonna hurt a lot. It's more. gonna hurt. It's gonna it's hurt. hurt. <laughs> I, I wanted. I wanted to get some Tims. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm doing. But getting the butters. It's, it's hard to be, it's hard to buy tens when I keep buying tennis shoes. Yeah, well, I think they're like a hundred and ten. Since when? They're not yeah. two hundred no more. No, nah, no, no, no. If you get them off like from Timberland, the website, they should be like a hundred, hundred and ten. Should cost that much. Let me find out because they used to be two hundred. Tim's not in style no more because Tim's mm-hmm. used to be. I remember in college they used to be two twenty because they were more expensive <laughs> than sh- they were more expensive than the shoes I bought. And I'm like, I can barely afford to buy this hundred ninety dollars shoe. I'm not buying oh, oh, no two hundred. Oh, 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 I might be. You might be right. Yeah, no, these are definitely one ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. Do y'all hear Dante just lie to me? On, oh on man, I look, look, look. I truly thought. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm, wrong. I'm, I'm very, very wrong. Wow, the ones I want are 210. Which ones are those? Uh, the EK six inch waterproof boots. Oh. They got like the fur out on the top. Mm. I'm getting the old school. I'm just getting the old school temps. I need me a pair of black ones. Give me a pair. Give me a pair of black ones. Give me a pair of butters. At some point, we out here looking at ten boots, and we're supposed to be recording. <laughs> at this point, everyone that listens know we don't talk about sports until the ten minute mark. We're actually yeah. gonna beat that today. We're gonna beat it. We're oh, gonna yeah, start yeah, talking yeah. about six and six and a half minutes. That's a record. Yeah, um, we're doing great now. Yeah. One of these days. One of these days, they're just going to tell us to stop doing this show. That's what's actually yeah. going to happen. Um, if they tell us to stop doing this, I hope y'all ride for us. You know? Y'all yeah, listen to the show, it. so I'm maybe it doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so I don't even know where to begin this week. This was a good week, but it was kind of like a... I don't know. Honestly, this week was what we thought last week was going to be. You're like, you know how we talked about a whole bunch of like people getting bullied? Yeah. And it was like, everyone has stuff to prove. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah that, there's, spe- that yeah, didn't, this definitely happened this, this week. Yeah, that did not happen. And then, and then this week, it did happen. So, yeah. Um, we could, I mean, we might as well get out OSU and Purdue out the way because it that wasn't, um, that wasn't exciting at all. <laughs> I mean, for who? Anyone? Because I, I, I mean, like, it, it, I mean, it's definitely exciting for OSU fans because it's like you didn't even come to play. But then again, it was like I expected that. I didn't expect. I didn't expect Purdue to be that. What's the word? Afraid. That's what I'm gonna go with. Like they, with they definitely tried, but it, it didn't last long. You, oh, Jesus Christ! Did you get? Never mind. It was just Jaguars just scored an hour only at three because <laughs> they got the two point conversion. Because oh, this man. offense just this offense just decided to stop scoring points in the third quarter. That's fun. Um, yeah, scared is an interesting word. Um, I'm not sure if they were scared as much as they were just out schemed. Like they were just like Ohio State was, was just class. like they were out yeah. Ohio State was just like we're better because Purdue actually played good, especially on offense. Yeah, like Purdue had like stupid offensive numbers that would that should worry you if you're a defensive team. But we've watched Ohio State's defense all year, so it's like. It, it's like I, it, I honestly could have been worse. So it's like, yeah, I you know, mean, it with the way been. Ohio State's defense has been playing, you actually left that game at least for me feeling like pretty good because they got the a couple of turnovers and stuff. Yeah. I I felt pretty good defensive wise because they got a couple of turnovers and David Bell didn't have um, two hundred yards. I said this on the instant recap show. I was like, if this was Georgia's defense and Purdue put up this kind of performance. You'd be mad. You'd be worried. You'd really be concerned. But for Ohio State's defense, this is acceptable. They gave up some points. We knew that was going to happen. They I didn't f- give up any long touchdowns. They didn't give up any turnovers. And Purdue couldn't run the ball. It's like 
it's acceptable for what this defense is not in like the general I mean, scheme of what you want your defense to be. If, if 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 on offense you're not being stopped at all, on defense you can play a little loose, and that's probably why those uh, few points in the uh, and Purdue looked good because it was like, well, yeah, we're, you could do all all you want against us, but we're also put we're putting up points nonstop, so. Yeah, and it would be interesting if the game was closer because the defense kind of played vanilla for a little bit. Yeah. Um, after they got up really, really big, so it it would have been interesting to see uh, how they would have played if the game was closer. Like they didn't blitz too much, and a part of that is just like Purdue has a really good offense. Like their rank, their offense is ranked really high, and I wonder if you agree with this. It's hard to stop an offense that is just a hundred percent committed to the pass. Like, they're not even pretending to throw. They're just going to drop back and throw the ball 50 times. That's yeah. hard to defend. And a lot of their yards, in my opinion. It could become exhausting, especially if there's one or two routes that's always like a long, deep type of route. So you got to cover that, come back, and especially if yeah. they're running hurry up, stuff like that. Yeah, it, it gets deep. It, it gets difficult. Yeah, and like, in my opinion, a lot of Purdue's yards were cheap yards because you watch the game and Ohio State had no pass rush, but they had no pass rush because Purdue gets the ball in like two seconds. Right. I can't tell you how many how many out routes they ran. Like, it had to be 30, like, and they connected on like 20 of them. There were so many like, just we're going to accept five to seven yards in this out route and run out of bounds. Right. And, and like, you know, as an Ohio State fan, like if that's how they're going to play – as long as they don't catch the ball, break a tackle, and get 15 yards, if you tackle them at five, all right. It's going to be fine. Like, that, that's that's all well. As long as you yeah. don't break it, we're fine. Yeah. But, of course, there was the one breakdown with number 17 because right. he's going to do that every single game because he's not that good of a player. Damn, so, are you calling him a sourcing? Huh? Ooh, oh, oh. Yes, I am. That's, how, that's what it sounds like. It sounds yeah. like you're calling him that. I am. I am. Oh, man. <laughs> I had to think about if it was that bad because Swordson is terrible. Swordson's giving up one or two plays every game. But, like, and, it's, and it's not like like a big play, but then like they don't give up a touchdown. No, he's giving up a touchdown. And it's usually like yeah. a big play touchdown. So most like, yeah. is, that what, for, is that what I'm hearing? Like, yeah, for anyone who doesn't get the reference, we're talking about the safety for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know his first name. His last name is Sorensen, and he's garbage. Uh, I can't tell you his first name either. He's absolutely garbage. He's, so. And it's crazy because he's only been garbage this season. He's actually a pretty good safety, but I think – it's he was on the decline last year. He was on the yeah, decline like last year. Yeah, it's like it's time to hang it up. It's, he, he played a year too long. Up in age. It's obviously yeah. showing in his decision-making. Like, <laughs> the older he got, the his basketball, basketball <laughs> football IQ dropped. I don't what's, – That's what's supposed to keep you in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, that is obviously, obviously not happening for him. Um, so, yeah. I think it was overall a good day for Ohio State. The offense looked absolutely spectacular. And yes. this, this is the offense that, first of all, this is the offense that you needed to see. At, uh, not even just as a Buckeye fan, this is the offense that everyone needed to see because, you know, 
football fans, college football media, all of that kind of stuff is very like up and down on Ohio State. Uh, they're very up and down on teams in general. Um, and so if you're not perfect, as soon as you have a bad day, they're going to be like, nope, this team's not good. And, you know, there was a lot. I listen to way too much national media stuff, but that's all I do is listen to podcasts. And there was a lot of people that's like, is this Ohio State team going to beat Michigan? Is it going to beat Michigan State? Are they even good enough? And I'm not here to say that they still couldn't lose to those teams. But if the offense is playing like that, which is how it's supposed to play, there's absolutely no way they lose. They're not losing to those teams. Absolutely no way the offense looks like that. So it's just – I don't know what – if anyone is truly worried about Michigan or Michigan State as an Ohio State fan, but don't be. Um, It's – the Big Ten is yours. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm going to tell you why Ohio State beats Michigan State. Ohio State beats Michigan State, and we're we're I don't want to we're going to talk about this in the preview, and this is really the only game we're going to talk about in our preview because the other ones just aren't super interesting. Um, it's not as bad as the SEC. We're all playing Big Ten games. Nobody's playing freaking uh, Illinois State or Western Illinois uh, Boys University or some BS FCS program. I'm hey. making up colleges because that's hey. exactly who they're playing. Freaking Alabama hey. played like New Mexico hey. State. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was random. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, the rest of the games aren't super, super interesting. Uh, so, but yeah, um, Ohio State, this is the offense that you needed to see as an Ohio yeah. State fan. This is the offense that you needed to see. And this is an offense that if they play Georgia, you at least believe in. Uh, maybe not enough to predict them to win because Georgia is playing really, really good right now. But this is an office that you think can keep them in the game. And you you saw, if you watched the Georgia game, it only lasted the first couple of drives, but you saw an offense able to move against Georgia with Tennessee. And Tennessee is not, does not have better athletes, does not have better coaches, um, does not have a better scheme than Ohio State. Georgia shut it down, which is also possible if we play Georgia because they're, again, that good. But this is the offense you need to see to have any sort of confidence if you go into the playoffs. The offense we saw the last couple of weeks, there's just no, like, Georgia's blowing you out. So it was a good day. Uh, they had um, two they had a 100-yard rusher and another running back that had 98 yards, so they Sheesh. ran the ball. Yeah, they. Um, I believe the actual stats were 14 carries for 113 yards and 13 carries for 98 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may have the 113 wrong, but it was 100 and teens, somewhere, so somewhere between 11 and 19. It was either 13 or 17. It was an odd number. I don't know why I remember that. But okay. either way... The, the running game woke up again, uh, which is also good because this is Ohio State. You're not Purdue. Purdue is going to drop back 50 times. This is freaking Ohio State. Run the ball. If you can't run the ball, why are you playing football in the Big Ten? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, Purdue kind of been doing it. <laughs> yeah, but like. It was just this one week. Well, I mean, it's not this one week. They, but it's Purdue. It's a tougher like, game. When you're Purdue, you you just you do whatever you can to win, which is going to go into one of the things that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. later because one of these teams is not doing whatever they can to mm-hmm. win. Um, so, 
they were garbage. We're going to talk about that because that makes me absolutely livid. And I'm not even a fan of this fan base. It's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, so, yeah, Ohio State blew out Purdue in a game that you needed to see. So that was that. The other game, though, that was more interesting-ish, but it, I don't know. This wasn't a very good game to watch. But it, it wasn't a uh, bad game either. It was just kind of... Yeah, it wasn't a bad... I went back and forth. I was going back and forth because I was watching the Minnesota game. Too. What's that, Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota, Iowa? Yeah, they were playing at that time, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all playing at that time. And... They, um... They did the one thing that we didn't think they could do, and that was secure yeah. a win. Like, I didn't think... it was. What like we said, like it being close like that, it might go in the hands of Penn State, and they we got proven wrong. Yeah, and and that's the thing, you know. I always like to say that I I like to give people props, especially when I've previously been hard on them, and I didn't think they could do it. I literally tweeted right before it happened that I didn't think they could do it. And not only did they did it, they did it in dominating fashion. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. there are differences in drives, right? You know, there are drives where you kind of just dink and dunk your way down the field and somehow you end up with a touchdown, but, like, you don't feel really good about it. Like, no, they did whatever they wanted to on that drive. They scored quick, almost too quick, where you yeah, still didn't believe because it's like, ugh, is this defense going to get a stop? Like, are they still going to collapse? But they just did whatever they wanted to and scored. And then they put it in the hands of their defense, which if you are Michigan, you do want the game to be in the hands of your defense. Like you don't want your offense to have to go down and score, especially if there's not a lot of time on the clock. If it's like you have to score with like seven minutes left, which is what happened, and you still have the time to run the ball and like that kind of stuff, maybe you have a little bit of faith in them. But like you prefer – that this goes in the hands of your defense and your defense has to make a stop. But, you know, uh, Penn State goes up 17-14 with, you know, somewhere between five and seven minutes left. And honestly, if you watch the game, you know this to be true, Penn State dominated that entire game. Like, as far as, like, on the field play, especially when their defense was out there, they dominated that they yeah, they didn't game. capitalize on everything they had, and that was the problem. But they were definitely the better team out there that day, for sure. You know, it's crazy until, though, until it really mattered. Then they weren't. Yeah, uh, and that's credit to uh, Hassan Haskins, Michigan's running back. You know, it's crazy. Michigan. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know this. So I'm going to ask. Do you know how many rushing yards Michigan had at halftime? No, they had 46. Do you know how many they ended the game with? 54? 144. Whoa. Whoa. He he dropped a whole, almost a whole hundred and a half? Or they did as a team? He, yeah, he ran for 31 carries for 156 yards. Nice. The only reason the only reason it's 144 is everyone else who touched the ball lost Way yards. Backwards. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. It's like Michigan, you know. They needed to run the ball. And for anyone that's an Ohio State fan, this is kind of why we were all mad at Ohio State the last couple of games because it's like, sure, the run's not working, but you stick to it and you make it work. Uh, You can't just give up on the run. And Michigan could have given up on the run because it wasn't working. 
and they didn't. And it ended up, they found it. It took 31 carries, but he ended up breaking a couple because that's what happens with the run. You have to grind the run game. Like, the the run game doesn't just give you 100 yards. You have to earn those. Uh, And that is credit to Michigan fully believing in their identity, even when everyone else doesn't believe in their identity because it's hard to win a game when all you do is run. But Cade McNabare, he played pretty decent too. He had uh, he went nineteen of twenty nine for two hundred seventeen yards and three touchdowns. Not bad, not bad at more all. Than, that is that is more than enough to beat most people. Now yeah. twenty one points is not enough to beat Ohio State. It's not. So mm-hmm. while it's more than good enough for most people, you got to up it a little bit to get to where you want to go. But um, they won the game, and props to them. Um, we had said it, before. It was, a, it was a confident drive. That was a drive that I did not expect to see from Michigan in that in that uh, predicament. Because the last time that happened, Michigan State, they didn't look comfortable Mm-mm. trying to make that drive down the field. And then when they did it against Penn State, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a this is a different type of vibe going on." Maybe they'll keep it up. Hoping they do. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's going to be – it's going to be big. It's going to be big. And now I don't want to say that it's a warm-up game, but, you know, unless they pull a hardball, which I guess is always possible, but yeah. unless they pull a hardball, they should go into this next game 11-1. and Yeah. With And it's literally a Big Ten East championship game. And you have the possibility – like, they have the capability of blowing out Maryland. And honestly, they should. Yeah. And it's it's similar to the Purdue thing. Like, you kind of want to see them do it right before yeah. their big game. Like, you really want – you don't want to see them struggle. You really want to see them put it together just, right yeah, before just, their big game. Just come out, give Maryland a butt whooping, put them down early, and then get ready. Yep, 100%. One, 100%. That's exactly what you need to see. I think they're capable of doing it. And even though I'm um, – skeptical that they can beat Ohio State for a lot of reasons. Um, I think there's a lot of things in sports. I actually want your opinion on this. There's a lot of things in sports that are BS, right? There's a lot of things that people say. Like, I think home field advantage is stupid. I don't really? Think it really. I don't think it really exists. Really? You watch cases, games at the horseshoe and don't think that exists? I don't. Okay. I won't say I don't think it's as big as people think it is. Man, okay, all right. I, 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 ju- that I crowd, do. That crowd, especially when you're up, can be very, very um, um, what's that? Uh, intimidating. It can be really daunting to go against. But, but what, what I think happens, and I think part of the reason I say this is you can, you can train your team out of that. Like, for example. And this is not exactly Penn State's fault because Penn State typically plays really good teams. Their whiteout is one of the best experiences in college football. It should be intimidating. I'm pretty sure they have a losing record in their whiteout. Um, Again, partially because a lot of times it's Ohio State or these kind of bigger teams. Obviously, those are the games that you want to see for the whiteout. But, like, they have a losing record in those games. You look at – I think it was Michigan that did it. I think when you when Michigan played Wisconsin, like jump around and like that environment is supposed to kind of be intimidating. And Michigan bought in and they started jumping around. They made it their song. Yeah. 
you can yeah. like so it's important but it's not like important as people make it if that makes sense um, i don't know i think depending on the team it's it, it is a very very key component like if you're telling me you got to go into georgia or, or uh, in the, into uh, tuscaloosa or into the horseshoe even clemson going to clemson that's a daunting task because that crowd that crowd get rowdy. Them type of crowds get rowdy. I hear you. I don't think it is as big. Hmm. So but but that's fine. That's fine. So um what else was I gonna say? Um I mentioned that for a reason. What was I gonna right. say? Um I really lost it. Uh moment I was it wasn't gonna talk about momentum. Oh, oh, thank you. I don't know why I'm thanking myself. Um, mental, the mental aspect of games, uh, okay. the like the loser mentality. That is one thing that I believe in in sports. I don't always believe in home field advantage. I don't always believe in momentum because momentum swings and it can swing in any direction. Um, but I, one thing I believe in is that when someone has you down, it is hard to overcome them no matter yes. what. You see yeah. it in rivalries. You see it in Ohio State, Michigan. You see it in Iowa, Iowa State. You see it in Minnesota, Wisconsin. Minnesota was eleven and one, eleven and zero, and needed eleven and one, eleven and two, whatever it was. They needed to beat Wisconsin last game of the season to go to the Big Ten championship game. They had the season of their lives. And they couldn't beat Wisconsin. I firmly believe in that. In that that like if a rivalry has you, if they have that mental edge on you for whatever reason it is very very hard to overcome that even if you have the better team and so that aside from other things like I do just think that Ohio State does have the better team in this game and I think we've seen that that's why I'm not confident that even this Michigan team can beat Ohio State what are your thoughts on that I know uh I totally agree I do think that is uh I I believe it's real I've seen it um I've seen it. I'm seeing it happen now. Uh, Browns um, in the NFL. The Browns are supposed to be a playoff team, Super Bowl uh, pick, and just now it got blown out by New England. Like it's they still are the Browns, even when with a good team and a, a, a actual Super Bowl team, they're still being the Browns. Yep. So I, I yeah I I believe it. I, I that's why I have no fear that Michigan will beat Ohio State because I think Ohio State just has that that bully mentality over Michigan. Like, yeah, y'all y'all really do be good. Just just not good enough. Not good enough to beat us. Even when we stink, you're not good enough to beat us. Nope. And so it's just like I think that is is something that's in, important to talk about. And not only that, Ohio State does genuinely just have a really good team this year as well. So as they do every year, but um, one thing though, as we, you know, Michigan state doesn't have that mentality with Ohio state. Um, Michigan state has beaten Ohio state. So I, for a lot of reasons and am still more confident that Michigan state has a better chance to beat Ohio state than Michigan does. Okay, I can see why. I can see why you think you have that way of thinking. I do think Michigan's the better team between Michigan and Michigan State. Still do, even though Michigan State won. 
Um, yeah, I would agree with that. But uh, yeah, I can see why you uh, you believe Michigan State has a better chance to beat Ohio State. And I yeah. still don't think Michigan State's gonna do it though. No, I, I don't. I don't either. Um, but it was encouraging, and I wrote this in the one article that I write. For me, I'm. I won't say that I'm bought in because there's still a chance that Michigan loses its bowl game. But yeah. this this season does feel different for Michigan. You know, it's ten and two, which Harbaugh has done a lot. If they go out and lose a bowl game, it's going to be just like every season that they've ever had, right? Yeah. But it just it feels different, and I don't know if we're making that up, but. Like, this game feels different. I, I think we've said this a couple of times before, but I think this is a game that Harbaugh loses. Yeah. Two years. I'm not, I don't want to talk about last year because last year was just a pandemic season, but two years ago, three years ago, like, this is a game I think Harbaugh loses. I really thought they were going to lose to uh, – we, we both thought they were going to lose to Penn State, honestly. Yeah. And they won. I get what you mean that it definitely feels different. Even watching them play, I'm like, they're a lot more confident when they play. So I, yeah. it definitely does feel different. I don't think it feels different enough. <laughs> like, which, which is which is another point, um, and that's going to be very, um, that's going to be very interesting off season talk, especially once we figure out how they lose to Ohio State if they lose, uh, right. and, and once we figure out what happens in this bowl game. Um, but it's just like, man, I don't know. I I'm I'm just like. Everyone keeps asking this question, and it's really the only question to ask. Is it acceptable for Michigan fans for them to be 10-2 and two and lose to Ohio State and Michigan State? Or or lose, the better way to put it is lose two out of three games between Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State. They're big games. I don't know and the answer to that. Like, and I just, you got to win your bowl game, too. Like, you can't end up losing that bowl game, either, because that'll just... That would just be stupid. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things. Like, I think I don't think Jim Harbaugh's situation gets to where he's at if he's five hundred in bowl games. He should be five hundred. He should be. Well, I don't think he's won a bowl game, has he? No, I don't believe so. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, he shouldn't be five hundred either. But if he was five hundred, I don't think the situation even gets to where he's at now, where they had to redo his contract. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. It's 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 just so sad because it's like you have a chance really to just win the Big Ten. You can do it, but are you? And, and you just need to be your rival. And yeah. as good as Ohio State has looked, they are still vulnerable. Yes, yes, they are. There have been times where I mean, even Penn State held them. Held them to low scoring. They were held to low scoring against uh freaking Nebraska. Was that Nebraska? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they scored. Yeah, they did. They, they you told me. Points. You told me not. There wasn't a single team that could hold them under thirty. Yeah, and I was wrong. Yeah, they got held under thirty by Nebraska. By Nebraska. I can't believe that happened. To be honest, I still can, I still can't believe that that happened. I did not think there was a team in the country that could hold them under thirty. Yeah. And Nebraska was like, hold my beard. They <laughs> <laughs> said, bet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. It's 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 coming up to be interesting, but I will say at least. Uh, but this, in my opinion, also, though, while we're talking about it before we move on, 
this is also kind of the worst thing that could happen to Michigan. Because like in that game? No. No, this season. If they mm-hmm. go ten and two and lose to Ohio State, end up ten and two and go to a bowl game. Because two years ago that wasn't enough. Last year they had a really bad season and it wasn't enough and they almost fired him. But their season last year was so bad that they're now ready to accept the mediocrity that they've had for the last couple of years. And I know it's hard to call 10 and 2 mediocrity because it's a really good season. And like that's the other thing. Like talking about Jim Harbaugh is weird because it's like 10 and 2 is a good season. Like we're he's mad actually about 10 a, and two. He's, he's a successful coach, just yeah. not when it matters. And that's and that's and that's the thing. It's like, are you willing to accept that at Michigan? But I don't know that I always believe this when it comes to people talking about coaching. Like people say this about Scott Frost, and I think it's the stupidest thing ever. But people say, who are you going to hire that's better? And I genuinely, I don't know. I don't know if Michigan can find someone that's better. I mean, you probably can. Sometimes you just find a diamond in a rough. But like. I guess it's like, what game are you wanting? Or do you want to play? Like, are you willing to risk? Because it's essentially what happened in Nebraska. Nebraska had two separate coaches who averaged nine and three. They said that wasn't enough. Now they have Scott Frost, who can't even make a bowl game. Are you willing to risk losing Harbaugh for a coach, for a Matt Campbell, for a PJ Fleck, for uh, any other coach anywhere else who can't do what Jim Harbaugh is doing? Because then you want Harbaugh back. Yeah. And it really puts Michigan in, like, a really tough place. And I don't know the answer. Um, but at least for this year, it feels a little bit different. And Michigan should beat Maryland pretty handedly. Yeah. And uh, set up a really big. You've got to come out and just blow Maryland out. Yeah. Score, like, 50 points, which we know you can do. Yeah, I need to see it. I need to see a dominant running game. Quarterback needs to put it together. A uh, bunch of sacks by the defense, something like that. I mean, just just a, a full, complete game, essentially. Uh, so with that, we are going to go to a quick break, uh, way earlier than normal, and um, <laughs> get into our preview and, and some of the other stuff. This uh, towards since it's towards the end of the season. Um, we're going to add in some some like news, which we don't typically talk about because there's just so many football games. But like now is the time to start talking about that kind of stuff. Although there have been no coaches firing, so there's not as much to talk about as maybe in some other seasons. Uh, so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, welcome back to... Land Grant Holy Lands I-70 Football Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan Williams, and I'm here with Dante. Um, and we are going to get into our preview. Um, next week is, I don't want to say it's a bad week, 
but it's not a super interesting week. There's one game that really, really matters, and then there's a couple of games that, like, they only matter for what they make next week, if that makes sense. Like, there's a couple of games where it's like, you should win this game, and you need to win this game, so you can set up a big showdown in week, then the last week of the season. Um, well, no, Ohio's, there's still there's still uh, some teams playing for their uh, Big Ten West uh, titles. No, I don't. Hold on, let me see if I'm wrong about that. I don't think so. Oh, uh, you might be right because of honestly, I, I I think Wisconsin has secured the West now because Minnesota lost again because it was going to be Wisconsin has to beat Minnesota. Um, I was Wisconsin has to beat Minnesota in the last week of the season to secure oh, the West. But, but then Minnesota did. lost two games in a row. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, wow. Wow, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's gonna be Wisconsin again. Uh which is what we which is what we predicted, but nobody wants. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, yep. So well, hmm. Actually, I don't know. No, I do think Wisconsin still has to beat Minnesota. But with Minnesota has to win next oh. They're five and two. Yeah. So yeah, Minnesota has to beat next has to win next week. And then when they play Wisconsin, Wisconsin five and two in the conference. Minnesota's four and three. Oh. If Minnesota beats Wisconsin, they're both five and three. Minnesota has the tiebreaker over Wisconsin. But Wisconsin has the tiebreaker over everyone else. Literally everyone else. So I actually don't know what happens in that situation. Does it go just to Minnesota because they beat Wisconsin? Or does it go to Wisconsin because Wisconsin beat Iowa and Purdue, who are the other teams that are fighting for it? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, the math is getting a little hard now. And they would have the same overall record. They'd both be eight and four. That would be interesting. But that's what I was saying, though. Like, these games individually don't matter as much. They matter for what they set up next week. As in, they matter. Ohio State and Michigan both have to win to set up Ohio State and Michigan for the Big Ten Championship. Minnesota and Wisconsin both have to win to set up Wisconsin and Minnesota for the Big Ten West Championship. Like, we're going down to potentially going down to the last game of the week. We're potentially going I mean, down to the last exciting. game of the season. That for, is exciting. Yeah. Um, and that is going to be interesting because normally it's locked up by now. Like normally Ohio State's like at this point, Ohio, we know Ohio State and Wisconsin are going are coming out. So there's a lot going on. It's just the individual games, in my opinion, aren't right. super big because they should be blowouts. Like, Minnesota should blow out Nebraska. Uh, Wisconsin should blow out Nebraska. And Minnesota should be Indiana. Indiana is 0-7 in the Big Ten right now. Like, you can't convince me that game is exciting. It's not. Um, it matters, but it's not oh, exciting. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's like it's the same thing with um, Michigan and Maryland. Like, Minnesota just come out and win. Yeah, even Iowa come out yeah. and just win. 
just win. Exactly. But it's just like, at least for uh, Michigan, Maryland, Maryland is fighting for a bowl game. Yeah. So both teams have something to fight for. Okay. Indiana has nothing to fight for. <laughs> not a, yeah, not a damn. <laughs> There's, they're two and eight. There's no difference between two and eight and three and nine. Like, it's not. Like, it's they're, they're, they're done for. You know, it's it's even bad. Purdue. You got to you still have a bowl game. You got to come out and dominate Northwestern. Well, Purdue has already reached the bowl game. Still. But still, but Purdue's fighting for eight win season. And yeah. there is a difference and my there's a difference between six and six and eight and four. And Purdue needs to dominate Northwestern. So the games are going to be good because I like Big Ten football. It's just like when you have a game like an Ohio State, Michigan State for the Big Ten West, a Big Ten East, and then you have Illinois, Iowa, it's like, all right, come on now. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing really else on that's exciting there. Yeah. That you so, really want to watch, yeah, because I don't want to watch Minnesota and Indiana. I just don't. no, <laughs> but watch, but like Minnesota's gonna lose that game, aren't they? Oh man, they better not. But they are. That's that's why they're going to lose it, right? Nah, man, I don't think so. You think they're gonna write the ship? Because they shouldn't have lost. They shouldn't have lost. They shouldn't have lost to Illinois, and they shouldn't have lost to Bowling Green. No, they shouldn't have. I don't think they're gonna. Man, I just, man, that that would be crazy if they <laughs> lost to Indiana. Oh, I don't know. All right, let's. Okay, so let's get into the games that we're actually going to preview. Uh, let's start with Nebraska, Wisconsin. Um, I'm going to tell you something that I don't know that you knew because I didn't know it, and um, I don't know how many people know it in general unless you're a Wisconsin fan. Uh, Wisconsin has found their running back. There's a freshman, so they're on a six-game winning streak, right? Yep, something like that. Maybe actually, you may know this because you've actually watched a couple of Wisconsin games. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Okay, so yeah, I he's been he's been rushing, he's been he's been uh, running uh, with anger. He's but I think yeah. he's number nine. Uh, I don't I don't or actually two. know. I can't remember the number, but yeah, no, he's been he's been, he's been running all over the place. So this is not a coincidence to, to me. Uh, Wisconsin's on a six-game winning streak. He has rushed for 100 yards in six straight games. Yep. Like I think he got a little hurt in the game, but I think he's fine. He's he's number zero. Zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, he did get a little hurt in uh, in that game, but I think he's fine. But, yeah, it was he, he – he's been having himself a year. He rushed against Northwestern. He rushed 25 times for 173 yards and three touchdowns. Yep. And, oh, my God, Graham Mertz played perfect. Except yeah, no, no Wisconsin, Wisconsin played played their, uh, the, uh, a really great game. Graham Mertz was 18 of 23 for 216 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Obviously, you don't want the interception, um, but, like, that's a really good game. When when Graham Mertz was going like six of twenty one for fifty seven yards and two interceptions, <laughs> um, it is Northwestern, so I'm not taking too much out of it. Northwestern's really really bad this year. It's just like it, it kind of shows more how like how good Wisconsin really is. Like they they dominated a team like they were supposed to. See, but we didn't give that to Ohio State when they were dominating records in Maryland. So I'm not giving that to Wisconsin. Like at the end of the well, day, Wisconsin this season is just well, okay. But okay, Ohio State didn't start off losing three games. 
Yeah, but it's Wisconsin. You're right. Fair enough. The, losing those three games, like no matter what happens this season, this is a bad season for them because they lost three games. Like they still have to be held to the standard of who they are, especially because they're still going to win the West. Like, so like they don't get moral victories. Okay. Ohio State doesn't get moral victories. Wisconsin doesn't get moral victories. I'll, you Minnesota gets moral victories. I give them some, you know, like, like, um, Rutgers gets a moral victory, but like Wisconsin, they don't get no moral victory. Okay. Um, so, but Wisconsin is not good until they have a running back. And they went through four running backs. Something like that. They Because they had Ches Malusi, who's played decent. He's the transfer. They had Jalen Berger, who didn't play much, but he was their starting running back last year, and they dismissed off the team. And then I'm pretty sure there was another one out there before this Allen kid at some point. But uh, I looked it up, and so I just want to put it out there. This kid has played in eight, eight out of ten games. Um, he's played in eight out of ten games. Mm-hmm. And two of the games he played in were blowouts. One of them, they were getting blown out. The other one, they blew someone out. So he was just getting a couple of carries because the game was out of hand. So he's really only played six meaningful games. Yep. And those are the six games that he had 100 yards. One of the games he had seven rushes for 30 carries. The other game he had five rushes for 19 carries. And in Just um, washed. And I think uh, his uh, his – the person that comes in at like behind him has had decent games lately too. He's been pretty good for him. That wouldn't surprise me. So, but as soon as he became the bell cow, 18 for 131, 16 for 101, 12 for 140, 20 for 104, 15 for 129, 25 yeah. for 173, a touchdown in almost every single one of these games, except one of them. Um, Wisconsin is back. And by back, I mean, they have a dominant running game and that is, what they need. I'm sorry. No, I, I have to get. I have this game the on too. Almost, this is, the Steelers almost lost the game and they blocked the they blocked the field goal. So we got a chance. <laughs> oh, my TV's ahead of yours. You're not gonna like what's coming up next. Oh, it's not like the game's not over, but this well, game. Might I'm, watch, I'm on NBA. Uh, I'm on Game Day Live, so like I don't know what's coming up next now. Oh, okay. I just saw that they they got the. The field goal stop. Yeah, uh, this game is probably going to tie. This is a good Ugh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but yeah, awesome. <laughs> so now Wisconsin goes and plays Nebraska uh, in a game. Again, as we already talked about, they have to win. This should be. This might be a good game. Nebraska has been playing well, and too. that's exactly what I was getting at. Um, Nebraska. It's like you almost need them to win this game for them to have for them to validate keeping Scott Frost, what we're gonna which we're gonna talk about next. Right. Like you lose all these close games, are you gonna win one? And this is the one that they need to win, right? I don't yeah, know if they're no, going they're to definitely and I mean if they can put up 70 points, <laughs> that'll be nice because but that was Northwestern they did that. They were putting up all those points. Hey, Nebraska. Nebraska could play upset. Nebraska be could be Purdue. And they, I mean, they could. 
And Nebraska has a good defense. Yes, um, we do. And yes, one of their do. strengths, as we saw with Ohio State, is stopping the run. Yep. So while this good this running back is good, and I believe he, I believe that the Big Ten should be a little bit scared um, because you never want to see Nebraska with a good running back, which they always have. Wisconsin. And he's only going to get better. Wisconsin with a good running back, as they always have, and he's only going to get better because he's a true freshman. They always have these guys that kind of come out of nowhere. Um, and this kid was from Wisconsin, so he was not a, a high recruit. He was probably like a three-star guy or something like that. I never heard his name. Too. That's crazy. Yeah, he's <laughs> like he's like he's like six two two eighteen or something. He runs like Derrick Henry. Does he? Oh, yes, he does. That. That's scary. Up, up and strong. So uh, yeah, this is. But Nebraska can stop the run. Um, they haven't they haven't played a team as dedicated to the run as no. Wisconsin. No, but it's going to be a really interesting game. It has like. It has really big implications. I do think no matter what, unless Minnesota loses, no matter what, it's still going to be Minnesota has to beat Wisconsin. Uh, and that, I think, for Wisconsin fans, they're going to feel the same exact way I felt about Ohio State-Michigan. If it's a winner-take-all game, Wisconsin versus Minnesota, you believe Wisconsin's going to win it because they have yeah. that same mental edge over Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Minnesota just does not beat Wisconsin. But that doesn't make this game any less important. And if you're Wisconsin, you can't have four losses. Like, you can't finish the regular season eight and four. And all that momentum. And then it's and then it's really going to be eight and five because no one expects them to beat. I don't expect Wisconsin to beat any team that comes out the West. I don't think they would beat Michigan if they played them again. I'm not sure that they would beat Michigan State. And I definitely am not picking them to beat Ohio State. Nope. So... You have to be North. You have to beat Nebraska. This is going to be a really fun game. Uh, I'm definitely going to have this game up on one of my screens. Uh, it is a three game, a three thirty game. Uh, yeah, so this is going to be and a game. If Minnesota, Indiana's playing at the same time. I'll have that game up because that 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 might be a hilarious game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just uh, Indiana's fall is so crazy. They got blown out. Do you know the score? You know the score because I put it up, and you probably seen it before. Thirty-eight to three. Oh, they yeah. lost thirty-eight to three to Rutgers. Yeah, Indiana did what? Like, bro, how do you explain that? Like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you oh, lost thirty-eight to three to Rutgers, and now, now it just has me thinking. Minute like Indiana, it was pen, it was pandemic football. Penn State had a really rough season because of pandemic football. Michigan had a really rough season because of pandemic football, and Indiana had a great season because of pandemic football, and it was not sustainable. Not Honestly, really. it literally turned around the next year and they were like, nope, and turned around and like bought on why? No, for real. <laughs> Like, That's like funny. ball don't lie. Ball Get them out of here. Get them out the paint. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like when you punch the bully and the bully looks at you, sees blood, and then just like puts you in the ground. Yeah, like, like oh, <laughs> I made a grave mistake. <laughs> yeah, um, it's crazy. I'm all like, I'm I'm not there yet because I do think he's a good coach and I don't advocate for coach firing unless they're just like really really bad. But it is going to be interesting to see 
how much longer Indiana, you know, keeps Tom Allen. Um, I think he bought himself something with last year, but they put it up over the screen. He has a losing record overall in his time at Indiana. And so, and then this year, it's like his defense is not working. It's not working. That's supposed to be his calling card. And eventually, these coaches have to take blame for not having a quarterback. Like, Penn State has to take blame for not developing a quarterback better than Sean Clifford. Indiana has to take blame for not having a quarterback better than Michael Penix Jr. Nebraska has to take blame for not having a quarterback better than Adrian Martinez. When you have these quarterbacks... He's been playing well, though. He's actually, apparently, he's been the second best quarterback in the Big Ten. Has he? Yeah. Yeah, they said that in in a game two two games ago. He has been the second best quarterback in the Big Ten all season. Well, first of all, that's not hard to do because the Big Ten quarterbacks suck. (laughs) But also, he should be that because he's a good player. Yeah, his issue is he he turns around and throws four interceptions. Yeah, or has two interceptions in a game-ending. Sometimes their defense isn't always there. Like he has had a good game, but the defense gives up a good amount of points. So it's, yeah, it's, but, it's, it's weird. But honestly, but most of their losses come when he's because he's throwing four interceptions yeah. or two interceptions and a fumble. Like when he's good, he's good, but he hasn't been good consistently. And he's been there for four years, and they didn't have no options to take to take the ball from him. Like that is really unacceptable when you're team building. So. We'll see. But Indiana is in the dregs. They're in the bottom of the bottom. And watch them beat Minnesota because I just have no faith. So, um... I don't think so. Nebraska versus Wisconsin. What happens? Who wins? Uh, Rough score prediction. Where are you at with this game? Does Nebraska do it? Or is Wisconsin... I think Wisconsin is going to do it. Okay. So, I, I, I don't... This goes against everything I believe in. But I'm actually going to pick Nebraska. No, I'm not. The coach is Scott Frost. I just last. No, I'm not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't go that far. Um, Yeah, no. That's a loss. Wisconsin by, like, 17. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be Wisconsin by 10. Okay, that's fair. So, Wisconsin keeps rolling in – Gets an appointment with uh, Minnesota, who you're confident will win and not be not yeah, lose. Yeah, I, I, I have full confidence that that uh, Minnesota should beat Indiana. I think Indiana is just just they're that done. garbage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, they, they, it, it, there should be no fear. They're done. There's nothing, nothing left in the tank for them. They're yeah. just showing up. They're just here so they don't get. Fired. I do think Illinois might be Iowa though. Mm. Now yeah. that that is worth talking about. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I, I, could, I could definitely see that. See that. Yeah, I I don't think again Iowa's offense is not good and hasn't shown that they're getting any better. And Illinois was able to stop Penn State's actually pretty decent offense from scoring what more than ten points. So um, hold hold on. Listen to this. I just need you. I just need you to hear me out. If Illinois beats Iowa, uh-huh. their last game for bowl eligibility is uh-huh. against Northwestern. Who? Iowa or Illinois? Illinois. Huh. 
They're four and six right now. They have to win out, but it's possible. Illinois may be going bowling. <laughs> and I said they were going to be a sneaker for one of them. If they get to six and six, man, first of all, five and seven is a really good year for, for uh, Brett Bielema and that team. But, oh, man, if they upset Iowa and get to six and six, give them the Coach of the Year trophy. I don't care about Mel Tucker. I don't care about none of these other guys. I don't care that uh, uh, Michigan State's going to go 10-2 and two in a New York Six Bowl. I don't care. Give it to the 6-6 six and six coach. Give yeah. it to Brett Bielema. Like, that is, that is an amazing the un- season. The unexpected underdog in every game finally yeah. gets himself to a bowl game. Especially if they do it by knocking out Iowa. Yeah. Where we thought Iowa was going to take the uh, take the West. And they just fumbled that away. They really fumbled the bag. They they did, which is why, um, you know, as I said before, every team in the West should fire their coach. Because, like, how do you collapse like this? Like, I Dude. never thought they were as good as they were, but how do you collapse like this? Never had an offense. It wasn't really a collapse. It was just a, the inevitable. Yeah, it was. Again, it was. Mm. You, you made the decisions, mm. and look what that brought you. <laughs> Back to me, I am inevitable. <laughs> Cam Newton to Carolina. <laughs> oh my God, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh man, that's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the actual. Oh, oh, this is not Big Ten news. Um, but it's still big news. Um, okay. Did you see what was going on with Washington and that coach? No. Um, so Washington uh, had a coach who, um, first of all, Washington was really good. Do you remember that for a couple of years? They were really good. Yeah. I think they made the playoffs one year. No. Their coach, they, did they not? No. They are good, but no, not that good. Are we? Are you sure? I I'm pretty sure they made the playoffs one year when they won the Pac-12 and then got no. bounced. No, that I, I I don't I don't think so. If so, then they got bounced by uh um Alabama, but I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. I don't think they because the Pac-12 is not strong enough to really get over Big Ten in the Big in the Big Twelve in the SEC. No, they did make it in they 2016. Did? Yeah. Oh, okay. They, and they lost to Alabama. I didn't oh, okay. think I was. I didn't think I was tripping. Yeah, they were. Right, so what? What happened there? Oh, what happened to the team? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a really, they had a really good coach who just is a different guy. Football was not his life. He retired. Uh-huh. He retired. He was like, boom, retired. I'm handpicking this guy to be my the next coach. Think he's the guy. That guy sucks, and they've been <laughs> terrible the last two years since this guy left, right? Their playoff break was in 2016. That's not that long ago. No. So, uh, boom, done for. They're out. Um, so, he's losing, right? Not doing that well. BSBS, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Then they, uh, they asked him a question about recruiting. Obviously, recruiting is big. They asked him a question about recruiting for uh, – Washington and recruiting against Oregon. Obviously, Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12 right now. This guy goes out and he's like, yeah, we don't recruit against Oregon. We recruit against more academic 
prowess schools like Stanford and Notre Dame and all these other, which is actually, which is actually not true, by the way, because Washington is not like people who actually really care about this, like looked it up and Washington is not an academically prowess school. Um, and they don't recruit against Stanford and these other guys. They actually do recruit against Oregon. So then they play Oregon and it's getting really heated, right? And the player starts to almost gets into a fight. And instead of just grabbing the player like you're supposed to, he pushes him, slaps him on the head. This would have been fine when we were playing football. But like it's 20, yeah. Yep. Slap the player on the helmet. This would have been fine when we were playing football, but it's 2021. You don't do that no more, especially not with cameras. So he pushes the player, slaps him on the helmet, gets suspended. And then today they just fired him. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, life comes at you fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and two years, you go from being a multi-million-dollar coach to a from a very good team to fired, fired, <laughs> just just out of there. Uh, that news just came down, so that is not Big Ten news, but like That's that is insane. just like wow. <laughs> life comes at you fast. Can't you just can't believe it? Um, yeah, his name is Jimmy Lake. He's out of there. Uh, he's a good defensive coordinator, though, so he's going to get a job. But he's out of there. Is he? So, yeah. <laughs> okay. He was, uh, that's how Washington made the playoffs. They had a really, really good defense, and he was the D.C. He's just, he's just for all those years. Head coach. Head coach. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Ohio State, Michigan State. Well, I feel like we've said this for a lot of games because at that time they were. But this is officially until next week when it's eleven and one Ohio State versus eleven and one Michigan. This is the biggest game of the season, right? Yeah, literally, literally until next week, unless Maryland beats Michigan. Um, this game is huge, but also at the same time, it doesn't matter. Actually, no, that's a lot. This game is huge because if Michigan State wins, they win the Big Ten East because they've already beaten Michigan. Oh yeah, I, th- I think. Hmm. I'm not exactly sure how. You're right. Yeah, that's just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> just, just. Well, we didn't have our starting quarterback, so I, I felt like if we had our, if we had been in there, that would have been 23 to 16, and we 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 escaped out. Like you know, yeah, you skate on out. You would have won. That overtime was one of the worst overtimes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like it was bad. But yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure because I'm not sure what happens if Michigan State beats Ohio. Actually, no, I don't know. These tiebreaker scenarios are weird. No, I, was, I think I was Michigan State. Out. I think Michigan State does hold the title because they did beat Michigan. But what if they lose to Penn State the next week? That's what I'm trying to figure out. They beat Ohio State and Michigan, but they lose. But to if Penn they State. lose to Penn State, I still think Michigan State has. So I, I, I don't actually don't think so. Because Michigan State's both both of their Michigan State's losses. Hold mm-hmm. on, if they beat, oh, then yeah, both of Michigan State's losses would be Big Ten losses. Where Ohio State's loss is to Oregon. Ohio State in that scenario would only have one Big Ten loss. So I think Ohio State still wins the East if they beat Michigan because Michigan and Michigan State both have two losses in the Big Ten. That's how that works, right? I think so. I think you're right. Which which, which does it, which would be kind of corny because it's like, wow, 
Ohio State lost for then went and lost to stupid Penn State. <laughs> and honestly, I'm very close to picking Penn State to beat Michigan State in two weeks. I just don't know that I see Penn State with five losses this year. That's tough. That's a conversation for next week, but that's tough. Yeah. Um, so this game is going to be very interesting. And this is something I've been hitting, hinting at for a while. Michigan State, I feel like, has of all the teams, has the best chance to beat Ohio State because they have a really good running game. And of all the teams, they have the most serviceable passing game. They're the most complete team outside of Ohio State. Purdue has the best passing game, but a terrible running game. Michigan has the best running game, but not a good passing game. Uh, Penn State has a decent passing game, but can't run the ball at all, but they have a great defense. Like Michigan State, at least offensively, has the most complete package outside of Ohio State, but then their defense is so bad. Like Michigan State has, I think, I'm pretty sure, they have the worst passing defense in the country. That's not Wait, really. Yeah, someone put it in the chat today that they rank one hundred and thirty, yeah. and that's not what you want when you're playing Ohio State. Ohio uh, State is one hundred eight. They're one hundred eight, which is why Purdue bounced them. But Michigan State's not Purdue. They don't have that type of passing game. No. So I think it's going to be interesting. But no one has that type of pass game. Purdue can't do anything else. Yeah, but pass. You're right. Um. So it's going to be interesting, especially because Ohio State has done pretty well against most teams in the run once they've restructured their defense. And but again, they haven't they haven't faced um, they haven't faced a running back like this outside of Mo Ibrahim, and they won that game. But Mo Ibrahim ran all over them, which is entirely possible. Like honestly, I'm at the point, and I said this last week, I'm at the point where. This like at this point in the season, you treat their best player like LeBron. You treat them treat them like Kawhi. You treat them like Steph. Steph can go off, but Clay can't. Yeah. Kawhi can go off, but PG can't. LeBron can go off, but AD can't. Let them get theirs and stop everyone else. You win the game, right? Because Mo Ibrahim went off and they still lost. I think Mo Ibrahim ran for two hundred yards or close to it, or he would have hit two hundred if he didn't get injured. Yeah, like, I think that's what it was. The the important thing is you can't let them beat you, though. And that's kind of what they did last week. David Bell had 11 catches for 105 yards, but it wasn't that 14 catches. It wasn't that 11 catches for 240 and three touchdowns, which yeah. he's done twice, essentially, when they beat Iowa and when they beat Michigan State. So I'm a little concerned for Kenneth Walker, but it's also just like, especially in football, one player can't beat you by himself. So it's just wait, like... Wait, 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 wait. So not because now that you just brought that up, and I know this is going to be kind of confusing, but if Michigan State was to lose to Penn State but beat Ohio State, that Big Ten loss yet it you would have two Big Ten losses, but one is in the West. Oh, you're right. Oh, how does that work? How do losses in the West work? I don't. I don't know because it's like because it's because it's for the East loss. So they are every technically every team would have a one loss in the East, but, but then Michigan Besides State because if Michigan lost to Ohio State too, then there goes two. You're right. So if the West loss doesn't count, and it's just the East, they both have one loss in the East, and Michigan State beats Ohio State. Does Ohio State go? 
I mean, does Michigan State go? I don't. I, I don't know. I think so, because they will have the they will have the wins over everybody else. Right, because they would have the wins over the two East teams. Yeah, because everybody else beat Penn State, but so that and they beat everybody else, so that should put them above everybody, even though they would lose potentially lose to Penn State. Yeah, that is interesting because like the West games count, but they don't count entirely yeah, because they don't you're on count the, East. For the East title. Hmm. So maybe Michigan State would still go, even if they lost so. to Penn State. I think so. Because it's technically the exact same thing with it's It's not the exact same thing, but it's kind of similar to Ohio State. Like, Ohio State would technically only have one loss in the Big Ten East. Right. Even though they have two L's altogether. Right. Hmm. I don't like nobody has time to go through if well if any of you listening have time to go through the Big Ten tiebreaker rules or know the answer, please tell us. Like please yeah, add us and let us know. know. I need to know. I just I don't know how that works. That's gonna be interesting. Um this game literally just got even bigger and it, it's even bigger because Michigan State ends with Penn State, which is not gonna be fun for them, no matter what happens in this right. game. Even because Penn State, Penn State got like what three L's, but they still playing like they got a chance to win the Big Ten. So it's like essentially, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm honestly at this point, I'm in the like for your pride, you want to say that you shut down Kenneth Walker, and we've all seen that if you shut down Kenneth Walker, Michigan State can't beat you. Yeah, but for me, like. I'm not super prideful when it comes to winning. Sometimes you just have to win. And it's like, if you can't stop him, you can't stop him. Just win the game. Yeah. Just don't let him but beat he is, you. He has been, it has been proven that he can't be stopped. Yeah, and that's the one thing that's very interesting for me because, uh, no, again, except Mo Ibrahim, no one's really had a good running game against Ohio State. Ohio yeah. State's running defense has been really, really good. Um, and a part of it is their offense has been so good that you just have to stop running the ball because you're not going to catch up. That's another thing that's going to be matter. If Ohio State puts up some points and they can't, is Michigan State going to be able to trust the run or are they going to have to start passing? And then what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So for you, right, what does Michigan State, how does Michigan, if, if at the end of the day, this game is 28-24 Michigan State, because they're not going to win a shootout. They're not going to win if Ohio State scores 40. At the end of this, if this final score is 28-24, Michigan State, how did they win the game? Uh, turnover. They forced some type of turnover. Okay. That's the only way I can see that happening is they forced some type of turnover when it was, seven, it was like uh, 21-24. Okay. That's how the 28-24 happens. They, yeah, that would be the only thing I could see happening, like some type of turnover happening. And I could see I, I, I could see that happening. I could yeah. see Ohio State kind of not coming out full, full go and messing up. I don't see it because Ryan Day has never shown that of his teams yet. And this is a big game. Like, do you know how bad that is as a coach – for your team not to show up to a big game. Yeah. 
like for me, What's I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. I'm not gonna give that. If Michigan wins this, Michigan State wins this game, they just beat Ohio State. It's not gonna be because Ohio State didn't show up. It's just because they played better. Um, okay. I, I don't think that's what I'm any, saying. It would definitely be still a turnover, though. Yeah, I just don't think, in my opinion, there's any way Ohio State doesn't show up. And if I'm wrong about that, I'm going off. Like, if Ohio State does not – win or lose, if Ohio State does not show up to this game, it's going to be an issue. That's going to be a problem. You can't have that. You just can't. Um, yeah. Like, that's just – you just can't have that at all. I, I think I agree with you. Um, but I think it's going to be multiple turnovers. Okay. I think – I think for that to happen, C.J. Stroud has to throw, like, three interceptions. I say two. And I think two would be enough. See, you, I, I can't do that because he threw two against Nebraska and still won. And Nebraska Michigan has a better defense. Michigan a better offense. No, not the, not the Nebraska. Michigan State? No, Nebraska has the better offense. And the better defense. Nebraska, like you said, A.J. Martinez, they said A.J. Martinez has come in. Yeah, but I think overall, the, Michigan State still has a better offense. I'm, okay, I would say this. This is not me knowing this. This is what I heard in the uh, in the game. But I'm pretty sure when Ohio State was playing Nebraska, the people who do all that research said that Nebraska has the second best offense in the Big Ten. What? I, I could be wrong. But I'm pretty yeah, sure they I, yeah, there's no way. I mean, there is though. Michigan, it's not like Michigan State has been putting up hella like points and yards and stuff. They run the ball really well, but it's not like they've been scoring forty. But I'm pretty sure Michigan has scored forty more than Nebraska has. I don't know about that. Michigan's played a lot of low scoring games too. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. See if I can. Nebraska is going to see if I can. Let's see if I can find it. Or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's defense. I don't know. Because Purdue held them to twenty-three. Was it defense? Am I tripping? Maybe it was defense. That's still maybe Nebraska right. had the. Well, Nebraska's defense. I was about to say Minnesota held them to 23. Hmm. Michigan held them to 29. And they scored 32 on them. Hmm. You want to know the first, the one time, the one time I've gotten there is week five. They put up 56. Guess who? Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then 20 points, 20, 16 against OU. Okay, so I don't know either. I'm almost positive that's what I heard, but it didn't sound believable, and this is why you don't listen to other things that people tell you. Yeah, like Because it didn't sound be believable, right. but then I was like, well, that's what they said. So And then they put up 52 against uh, Fordham. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> but but Nebraska does have yeah, but Nebraska does have the significantly better defense. Like I said, Michigan State's defense, uh, passing Dude, defense, is ranked last. I mean, like I'm looking no, at these Nebraska, they gave up thirty to Illinois. Like they give up points. Yeah, but so has Michigan State. But here's the thing, though. Remember, 
Michigan State's passing defense is ranked 130 out of 130. Okay, fair enough. That is bad. We saw what Michigan did to them. True. Like, so they have the better offense. I'll give you that for sure. But they don't have the better defense. Um, I don't even like we went down the rabbit hole. I don't remember what we were talking about to get to that. How did that come up? Uh, good question. <laughs> oh, like oh, you were talking about how Michigan State would beat Ohio State, and you said it'd be multiple turnovers. Oh no, 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 no! I, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. Nebraska is ranked sixteenth in the country in total offense. Yeah, they weren't wrong. I knew that. I knew I heard that. And somehow, I just somehow I, I just I, look. I just went back and seen all the scores that they've like because they got a lot of L's, you know. Like, and they yeah. don't they don't put up many points, but they moved They're, the ball. Yes, that's the that's the thing. They're ranked. Yeah, so they can move the ball. Okay, so for example, right? Ohio State's number one. This is one of the things that matters. Ohio State's number one, right? Ohio State has 53 offensive touchdowns. Okay. Um, Nebraska's number 16. They have 38 offensive touchdowns. Listen to this. These are – I want to clarify. These they are can, all the teams – these are all the teams behind Nebraska in total offense. I'm not going to say their names because too much. I'm just going to say the number. Total offensive touchdowns. These are teams behind Nebraska in total offense. This team has 49, 43, 43, 40, 45, 39, 42, 39, 48, 41, 44, 40, 39, 41. It takes 15 spots to get it to a team that has less offensive touchdowns than Nebraska. And that team has 38. Mm. So that's why they don't score touchdowns. No, they don't. But statistically, and again, statistics, yeah, statistics only tell you so much. And that's why yeah. this is the perfect reason why you have to kind of caution with statistics no, so and, and like, certain what? things like that. <laughs> like, but, how is that possible? And then, okay, so they can move the ball down the field. They, they just, just don't score. score. Yeah. Yeah, which is why they're losing, which is why Scott Frost needs to be fired. But they do have the second best offense in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And they have a better defense than Michigan State. At least a better at least a better pass defense. Yeah, because everyone's better than Michigan State in passing defense. Yeah, and, and you know what's crazy? <laughs> this would probably be the game where Michigan State turns into, for some reason, Revis Island all over the place. <laughs> I just I don't, I don't believe it. Every team that's every team that's kept Ohio State out of scoring has done it in the red zone. Ohio State's moved the ball on everybody. So it wouldn't be Revis Island. They would just have to, like, buck up in the red zone, which is exactly what Nebraska and exactly what Penn State did. Yep. So, um, I don't know, man. This is going to be an interesting game. I'm really interested to, I'm really interested to see what man, Minas, Michigan State's – Yeah, they probably are. But I'm, I'm really interested to see what Michigan State's game plan is. If you're Mel Tucker – what is your game plan offensively and defensively? Um, this got to stop you from, like, off- defensively is 
stop that run because it is possible to stop you guys from running and hold you guys to under 30. Offensively, you know what? Don't be afraid. It's okay to take some risks because, you know what, you, in a way, you can't win the East, but you can if you win this game. So, like, you might as well just put all caution to the wind. It'll, some, some surprise plays could be the reason why you win the game. I mean, I agree with that. I definitely do. Not Cam Newton balling. Yeah. Okay. Nah, Panthers are up 17 0 on the Cardinals. All right. Panthers. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I agree with that. I think for me, um, on offense, the biggest question is this is the hard thing when you're playing these games, right? The hard mm-hmm. thing is do you lean into what you're good at? Or do you step outside the box and try to break tendency breakers? Do you go back there and do you give the ball Kenneth give Kenneth Walker the ball thirty times and say if we lose this game we're losing with by trusting our best players? Well, there's going to be a point in time where you you, you you're not going to be able to do that because if they go up two or three touchdowns, you're going to have to start throwing the ball. But they can't throw the ball. That's the thing. It's just going to be very interesting, especially again, especially while it's close. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Like, do they come out and just start firing some trick plays immediately? Do they come out and start, you know, throwing the ball? when You can start off with a trick that? play. I would start out. Honestly, I think I would start out. Like, my first play of the game, I'm play action throwing it deep. Whether it works or not, I just want to let them know that, hey, like, we're not just going to sit back here and run the ball. Like, we're right. going to do some other stuff. And I don't know. But I do ultimately, like – Again, I don't bet. I don't fully understand how betting works, but Ohio State's a twenty and a half point favorite. Uh, Vegas does not believe that Michigan State has a chance. They believe that this is a blowout. Yeah, I I, I also believe it's a blowout. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's Ohio State by like twenty four. Yeah, I, I I see like a forty four to twenty. Yeah, I, think I was gonna say. Cool. I think Ohio State's gonna drop like forty. Yeah, forty-four to twenty. Kenneth Walker is gonna break out, have a good play, but for the most part, I think Kenneth Walker ends up with like, I think he ends up with like one twenty, one one thirteen, but has like a fifty, but like a fifty-yard touchdown. Yeah, I think he'll have two touchdowns on the game, but that'll be yeah. about it. It's like you know, his stat, he has a hundred yards, but almost over half of them came on one play. And then, the, and then for the most of the time, he was uh, – and it comes in, like, the fourth quarter when the game's out of hand. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, okay, so that's where we're at. The rest of the games – and we really – we kind of mentioned all of them just because we were talking about all of them. But the rest of the games, it's it's Michigan State, Ohio State, Nebraska versus Wisconsin, Minnesota versus Indiana, Illinois versus Iowa, Rutgers versus Penn State, Michigan versus Maryland, and Purdue versus Northwestern. The last thing I have to say – uh, we because just because we mentioned it, Maryland could upset Michigan to get bowl eligible. Don't sleep on Rutgers. Rutgers has two games left to get bowl eligible, and they could upset Penn State. Uh, if uh, both Man, of those teams, that would be oh, it would be especially if then Penn State because if if Penn State loses to Rutgers, they're definitely beating Michigan State. Yep, definitely. Um, but if Michigan, uh, if Maryland and Rutgers lose as they're supposed to. 
it's going to set up a final game of the year showdown to get to six and six. Both teams will be five and six. So in the last game of the year, we're going to have one game for the Big Ten West, one game for the Big Ten East, and one game for two teams trying to get bowl eligible. And I mentioned that because in other news, the Big Ten has eight out of 14 teams bowl eligible. Over half. Nice. That is that is significant. Um, if things go the as if things go as planned, like as in like the you know, there's no upsets, they'll end the year with nine out of fourteen teams eligible, but they have the possibility to get to eleven. Because mm-hmm. we already talked about how Illinois has a possibility. Uh, they have to upset Iowa and beat Northwestern. Um, Rutgers and Maryland have to uh, – one of them has to upset either Penn State or uh, Michigan, and then the other one just has to beat that game, just has to beat when they play each other. Um, so there's eight now. There's a potential for 11, but it is most likely going to be with nine. But nine out of 14 is a really good year for your uh, conference. And someone did this. They did the graphic. Uh, the Big Ten has the mm-hmm. most teams that are bowl eligible currently. So, uh, like, out of every conference, the Big Ten has the most teams who are bowl eligible. So, shout out to the Big Ten. This has been a fun year. Uh, it's I'm very sad that it's wrapping up shortly. There's only two weeks left. Yeah, but, but that, <laughs> passed. that went by really fast. <laughs> it did. But bowl season's always fun, and we're going to get to see a lot of Big Ten teams in the bowl game. Um, so in some other news, Minnesota extends PJ Fleck, which they had to do, right? Uh, with all of these jobs opening, PJ Fleck is going to get a call, right? Yeah. Like he's not, like PJ Fleck's not getting a call for USC, but he's going to get a call for some of these other jobs. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if he gets a job. Hold on. It's not like USC got the right to be picky right now. Yeah, but James Franklin's getting that call first, and James Franklin's not cutting, turning it down. You right, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but uh, the interesting like, thing about this, <laughs> the interesting thing about this is one, they announced it after losing to Illinois, which you just can't do. I'm <laughs> sorry, you can, you can, you can mm-hmm. sign it, but you cannot announce that after losing to Illinois. <laughs> you just can't. You, you can't. Shut up. Hold it for a week. Like, they lost on Saturday. They announced it on Monday. Nah, you can't do that. That's just bad. That just looks bad. Like, I don't care about his contract. I don't care that you have to do it. I don't care about any of that. You can't Mm. announce that Mm. after losing to Illinois in a game that you needed to win. Um, The interesting thing about this is P.J. Fleck is a poor man's Jim Harbaugh, essentially. He can't win the big games. He doesn't win his rivalry games. Uh, he wins some of the other ones. And then he has weird losses like Illinois and Bowling Green. But at the same time, similar to Jim Harbaugh, he is the best coach that they've had ever. Well, okay, that's that's not the similarity. The similarity is he's the best coach they've had in a while. Right. Whereas Jim Harbaugh is probably not the best coach in Michigan history. P.J. Fleck may be the best coach in Minnesota history. But as far as, like, recent history, like our lifetime, you know, 26 to 27 years, uh, they're probably – that is definitely one of the – 
Jim Harbaugh is the best coach that Michigan's had since Bo Schembechler, probably, yeah. who they had in the '90s. And this is and PJ Flex probably the best coach that um, Minnesota's ever had. So I don't know what this means for Minnesota. Uh, I'm not confident with PJ Flex that Minnesota is ever going to win the West. I think they're going to stay in that seven to nine every year, which is really good for them. It is. And we talk about is Michigan going to accept 10? Minnesota needs to accept seven to nine. Like, that is good for you. <laughs> like, it's good. Um, that 11 and two is not always going to happen. Accept what you have and keep going to bowl games and build a statue of him. And, yeah, build a statue of him in a couple of years. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Just don't announce it after losing to Illinois. Uh, the one that is not cool. And I'm not going to stay on this long because I've been talking about this on every single podcast and on Twitter and, and in articles and everything that I could literally mention this about. Man, he's upset. I am. <laughs> Nebraska keep, kept Scott Frost. And I don't get it. There's nothing like, can you, not that you agree, but can you explain to me how this makes sense? Like, like in anyone's mind, do you get how this makes sense for anybody? I mean, who else is out there? No, that doesn't make sense. He he hasn't won a bowl game. You're telling I mean, me I yeah. you could go to Nebraska to six wins. I probably can. A staff of me, you, and our friends who watch football could coach Nebraska to six wins. So I don't. I, the, the who else is out there that that one doesn't work for me? It just it doesn't. It doesn't work. I don't for know. Me. I don't know. Maybe they just like him. They just maybe he does well. With the with the uh, the players, he that one's true. Everyone loves him, and it, but I don't I mean, know how you love a loser. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, they play well. They got the second best offense in the Big Ten, and they're three and seven. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just like it's not enough. It's not enough. It's just that, it's just, not. I don't know. At least maybe we just, just maybe they just. They they're waiting. They maybe they get like that one player, that dynamic player or two. Whereas the uh, the coaching will the the coaching will finally show results. And maybe I'm just giving maybe I'm giving too much hope. It's like <laughs> Nebraska is, but, <laughs> but 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 you're right that what you just said is exactly what they're thinking, and it's just it's just dumb. Like, no offense to any Nebraska fans listening to this, but it's dumb, especially coming from Nebraska. Again, this is the same program that fired two separate coaches for going nine and three because they felt that they should be winning national championships. And now you're accepting a coach who in four years hasn't sniffed the bowl game? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even like look, you can I, look, I've watched I've watched the the the, the Minnesota Timberwolves I've watched the Sacramento Kings. I've watched the Cleveland Browns just do some weird, stupid stuff. And you're, and you go, well, why'd you do it? And they go, eh. so like, <laughs> <laughs> but at least the Timberwolves. But at least I think Timberwolves. some franchises and some schools are just bound by this this type of curse where they just do something stupid. They can't help it. They just okay, can't but, help it. But hear me out. At least the Timberwolves try. The Timberwolves have like had seventeen coaches the last five years, 
they they don't like losing. They just don't hire good coaches. That's even worse. Like, I think like, that's even worse because you can't even establish any. It's not worse for me. It's not worse for me because they're trying. Like they went out and they got Jimmy, and it didn't and it didn't work because they were soft and Jimmy was bullying them and they were crying themselves to sleep at night. Um, but I mean, they've had an MVP and still only they, made it to the playoffs once with KG. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'm just, I'm just, like, but again, but again, at least they're trying. Keeping Scott Frost is not trying. It's not. It's giving up. How long? It's laying there. Before? It doesn't matter. They didn't fire him. <laughs> no, this I, year. I need to know. I need, I need to know how long. So essentially. I don't know the actual like they didn't say how many years of the contract. All they said is they just restructured it, so they gave oh, him man, a little losing years. They gave him a little less money and they reduced his buyout. They gave mm-hmm. him the Jim Harbaugh contract, less money and, and reduced the buyout. Oh yeah, because they were like, "Hey yo, we might get rid of you soon." It might be yeah, like that, but, but they could have just did that already. Yes. That's exactly my point. And the one thing that you didn't bring up that people are going to bring up is his buyout is $20 million and they didn't want to pay that. I don't care. You're in the Big Ten. Do you know how much money you make in, in TV rights? They make like $50 million a year in TV rights. Fire him. Like, you're not Kent State. You're not Akron where you can't afford to fire this coach. Fire him. And it's your fault for giving him a $20 million buyout. You negotiated that contract. You I think that's probably why they, that's probably why they did it. Because then if next year, if he does this, this crap again, then it's like, all right, we can, we can afford to fire you now. But that's not good enough for me because they can afford to fire him now because they make 50 freaking million from their team. Yeah, but they don't want to give him 20 million for a stick. I don't think about it that way. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they just don't want to give. I won't think about it that way because you made that contract and you signed it. And then they're like, well, we have to to fix this. So when we do fire you, we ain't giving you 20 million. No, fire him now and give him the 20 million and hire somebody else. That's crazy because I'd be like, you didn't earn that 20 million. <laughs> he didn't earn another year either. Like, like that twenty mil has less implications than keeping him next year. You'd be mad if they turn around and get eleven wins next year. If they turn around and get eleven wins, it's going to be exactly what happened to Indiana. The next year, they're going to have two. <laughs> It's just it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And then they fired all the entire offensive coaching staff with three games left in the season. Awesome. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they they restructured his contract and then fired the entire like everyone. Yeah, no, they go because they they're getting team. ready to fire him. They just had to do it next year. That's like they didn't want to give out twenty million. I hate making this joke because I hope he rots. Because they could be like keep they could end up like Jeff Fisher and the Rams, where the Rams gave Jeff Fisher that big big contract just for him to be downright awful. This is just bad. They need to fire him. I hate making this joke because I hope this guy rots in prison for the rest of his life. But you remember the R. Kelly interview where he's like, "That's stupid, guys. That's stupid." That's <laughs> <You> stupid. <laughs> 
that's that's what jumped into my head. Why did you do that? <laughs> that's that is where my head at. Like, there's no reason. Rather, I'm telling you right now, they would rather win three games next year than than pay him a twenty things to get gone. And do you want to know what my thoughts on that are? <laughs> That's stupid, guys. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Why would you do that? Like, that's where I'm at. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. That's dumb. I don't care. If it was a team that didn't have the money, fine. But you're in the Big Ten, and it's a public institution. We know your figures. We know you make 50 a year from the Big Ten. We know you make money from your gates. They're on, like, a stupid, crazy sellout streak. Because their fans come to every single game, True. so you make money. Especially from now, because like after the uh, the pandemic, everybody wants to go to these things. Yeah, so you make money from tickets. Money is not your issue. Your issue of you is you've accepted mediocrity, and I will never respect that. <laughs> he is upset about Scott. I, I am. I'm. But angry. you have never really said anything nice about him since since we've. Started this because so. he's not a good coach. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he he won at FSU. No, uh, FAU, uh, UCF. Yeah, one of those Florida schools. <laughs> he won at one of those Florida schools with another team's player, with another coach's players, yeah. and then got out of there before it could look bad. And now it's looking bad. Yeah. So. Because at least Jim Harbaugh made sense. Because Jim Harbaugh had winning seasons, multiple, all of them. He'd only had one losing season. You were you were mad at Jim Harbaugh because he couldn't beat his rivals, which is bad. Or win a he bowl game. Yeah, he couldn't beat his rivals and win a bowl game, but he beat everyone else. Scott Frost can't beat anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he not beating a soul. <laughs> I don't know why this has me so angry, but it does. It just, I just can't stand it. So anyway, man, my pissed off shit about should be about people eating vegetables. I forgot how angry. <laughs> oh, I did see that on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, why don't you guys ever get vegetables? Like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> okay, so oh, before man. I get into my pit stop, and as always, our weekly pit stops. Uh, I for, I've not been saying this for a while. This is not a script either. This is just something I've been saying for a while, and then I just stopped. But I thought it was cool. Like, you know, your pit stops, as always, when you're going on vacation, you have to take a pit stop. Um, so I have to ask you a question because I always forget this before I get into my pit stop. Do postseason stats count for season stats? Because I know in the NBA they don't. The NBA, they, they cut them. But for, like, college football, do you remember? Do, like, bowl yes, games count? Yes, yes, they do count. I believe so. Okay. Okay. Because in the NFL, they're different, right? It's regular season and postseason, right? Um, I know for a fact in the NBA, it's different. Yeah, in the NBA, it's different. And I think in the NFL, it's also separate as well. I can't okay. fully remember, though. But, yeah, I think it is separate. Okay, so since postseason stats count in college football, Ohio State is on pace to have three separate receivers with 1,000 yards this season. They already have one who has 1,000 yards. The other one will most likely get it in the Michigan game, and then the third one will most likely get it in the Big Ten championship game or the bowl game. 
but most likely the Big Ten championship game because said receiver is Chris Olave, and he always goes off against Michigan. So he's probably going to have like 150 against Michigan and be like 50 yards away in the yeah. Big Ten championship game. As of right now, and also, so they there's 10 games. Only two of these, only one of these wide receivers have played all 10 games. So Jackson Smith and Jigwis played all 10 games. He's currently has 59 receptions for 100 for 1,027 yards and five touchdowns. Nice. Garrett Wilson's played nine games. He has 53 catches for 813 yards and nine touchdowns. Chris Olave has played nine games as well. He has 51 catches for 708 yards and 11 touchdowns. Jackson Smith and Jigba, again, because playoffs, like, stats count. Ohio State has at least three games left, most likely four. He's on pace to break Ohio State's single-season receiving record, which is 1,400. It's like 1,435. So, essentially, he just needs 100 yards in four games. He's most likely going to get that. Ohio State... And then up before this season, Ohio State, which is crazy to me, has only ever had five players have a thousand yard seasons in their entire history. Wow. They're going to have three in one season. Defense has been trash. Yeah. Now, part of this, part of this is because of the pandemic last year, because they would have had two last year if it wasn't a shortened season. They were both on, Alave and Wilson were both on pace to have a thousand. So they've never had a thousand yards in their career, but it's because they played less games. Um, but yeah, like I just that had to be my pit stop. I had to talk about that because occasionally teams have one. A lot of teams have one. Occasionally you'll get your Alabamas and stuff that have two. But having three wide receivers rush uh, receive for a thousand yards on top of a running back have a thousand yards because their starting running back already has a thousand yards. Yeah, it's impressive. So you have four separate players with a thousand. That is that's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. It's impre- that's very impressive. It's literally it's like you said, it's the only thing you should say. It's impressive. So I just wanted to highlight that because and not even because it's an Ohio State thing. I would highlight that if it was anyone. Yeah. Like it just doesn't happen. Um and I don't know if we'll ever see it again. Maybe we will because offenses are, you know, getting yeah. better and better. But I just don't know. Like three of them. And like, I just don't know if we're going to see that again. And not only that, two of the three are going to have double-digit touchdowns, and the third one has a chance. He would have to go crazy. Yeah. He, he needs he needs five touchdowns in four games when he's Which only had five. That in, hard? It's not hard, but he also only has five in ten games, so it's not likely. Yeah. But you're going to ha- like you have two players. You have three players with a thousand yards. Two of them are going to have double-digit touchdowns, and then your running back is going to break. The the rookie record for touchdowns by a freshman. I keep saying rookie, but it's going to break the 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 number the of touchdowns record. by a freshman. Yeah. Wow. That's just that's Austin a crazy offensive really, really good. Yeah. And we don't expect them to win a national championship because Georgia's that good. Yeah, their defense isn't that good. I mean, like, their defense. Their defense is not elite. Not yet. Next year, probably. Yeah. Yeah, their defense is going to be crazy next year. It's just it's just so crazy how like how, like this just shows how hard it is to win a national championship. If I would have told you or anyone before the season that Ohio State's going to have four separate players go for a thousand yards, their quarterback's going to be a Heisman finalist, and they're not going to win a national championship, you probably would have thought I was stupid. No, I believe you because I'd be like, well, who's that SEC team? <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> 
But still, but, SEC team doing. But like these are these are offensive stats that's better than both LSU and Alabama, who both in those seasons were the best offenses we've ever seen, and they both won national championships. So yeah. even though there is a Georgia and stuff, it is still kind of shocking. Defense. Because they also State. had they also had one in a lifetime defenses to back them up too. No, they didn't. Both of those teams the last two years had terrible defenses. LSU's defense was god awful. It was. That's why all of the games were shootouts. Alabama's defense was better than Ohio State's is this year, but bad by Alabama standards. How about that? Mm. But they weren't in the defense last year. That's why they were in a shootout with Ohio State up, up until they just put it on them. Like they they weren't like they weren't a good defense last year, but they're better than Ohio State's defense this year. But L- LSU's defense is worse than Ohio State's is this year, because Ohio State was tied for the nation's leading sacks. They're good at some parts of defense. They're just not True. good at pass defense. LSU was yeah. bad at everything. So that's my pit stop. Just this is an ungodly trio of wide receivers, and it's something we'll never we'll never see again. And I just – it's one of those things that even if you don't like Ohio State, I hope that you appreciate it uh, and that you look at it because these are the kind of things that you don't get often in sports. Um, what is your pit stop? My pit stop today had to stop and pick up some college basketball. It has started, oh. so that means we are in the midst of The all worst sports. time of football. Oh, I was going to say we're in the midst of all sports. Like, that is, it, this is sports season for real, for real now. You can turn on your channel, and if 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 you don't see a college football game, you might get a college basketball game or NFL game or NBA game. So it's it's just so much going on now, and I'm excited because I love all sports. So he's uh, playing right now. Yeah, I love all sports except when football is playing. So <laughs> I could care less. This is the worst time because my Twitter is full of people talking about basketball. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> if it's not about Anthony Edwards, I don't care. That's crazy. Because Anthony Edwards is, is just wonderful right now. Yeah. He's just he, so he's, he's so fun. He's something crazy. <laughs> he, he's so fun to watch and, like, just hear him in the interviews and stuff like that. And it just sucks that in, like, five years they're going to pay him, like, a $300 million and make him be politically correct because they paid him $300 million. Like you can, you can get, you can get away with it when you're a rookie, but when you're a five-year vet on a, on a maximum salary, they're going to make him, they're going to like, they're going to Allen Iverson him and make him slightly less cool. Yeah. Um, which is going to suck. But for now, for now, when he's 18 and doesn't care, I love it. I'm enjoying it. Have you, uh, have you watched any college basketball, or are you just talking about it? Song? I watched the Duke game, and that freshman, I forgot his name. He's a scary boy. <laughs> He's yeah. Bruh, I mean, I mean, jab step, one dribble, pull up in the mid-range, cash, dunk on you. Uh, hit you from the three. It was. I was like, uh, okay. I don't know <laughs> what this Kevin Durant is, but they need to get him out of here. That man's a grown man. That is not an eighteen-year-old. Oh, I've never seen. I, bro, I mean, I'm serious. Like jab, jab, shimmy, one dribble, pull up. With that's, ease. That's Durant right there. No, that's it's scary. Durant. Man. Yeah, well, that's it. And I saw I saw the ending of the Ohio State game. 
Uh, congratulations, Ohio State. I'm going to have a rough year. You <laughs> 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 got the W. But, man. but you also barely be accurate. <laughs> you, needed a, you needed a last man. second field goal to be accurate. Yeah, where they almost lost to a last second field goal. Like they almost <laughs> lost to a game winner. That's like, it was like, oh man, this yeah. is. This is going to be rough for y'all. Man. Well, uh, you know Michigan's going to be good. Yep. Yeah. And Jawan Howard is a good coach. I'm so, yeah. I'm still mad. Like, you know, that's, I was just going to call it. I guess he was going to coach that if he was going to coach. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I was saying it's racist. And that's all you just got to call it that good is that people thought he wasn't going to be a good basketball coach. And people didn't want – how do you not want Jawan freaking Howard to coach at Michigan, his alma mater? True, especially when he was, like, player coach for the Miami Heat. Literally, like, like what, like, there's – there's I'm sorry, there's nothing you could tell me that makes sense for you not wanting him to be your coach except that he's black. Yeah, because I, I, I thought it made perfect sense. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a ginormous pickup for them. Like, yeah, and it has made perfect – it has made perfect sense, and he has yep. been a very good coach for them. And I would not be surprised if he wins a national championship. He has a good chance. I think he just. I think they just might. So unless that, unless Duke, <laughs> I, again, that, that <laughs> motherfucking good ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna wait until bowl season. I refuse. I'm gonna wait till January. I refuse to watch college basketball during That's football fair. season. That's fair. But I am going to have to check out some Duke games. Especially it was, it was Wednesday and nothing else was on, so I was like, I, I just take a look. I'll go see look. Okay. See what's happening so, in college basketball. As we start to wrap up, let me ask you a question: mm-hmm. Is the fix in? Is Coach K gonna get a ring in his last season? Is oh, oh, in? oh, man, yeah, probably. Are they, they're gonna Peyton Manning him, yeah, this was it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're gonna give him, they're gonna give him the Ray Lewis special. They... <laughs> <laughs> if I'm like, I don't like Ray Lewis, Coach Cage is there, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be honest, we hate, we, we, we hate Ray Lewis out here. Um, okay. <laughs> not that we're ending the podcast on Ray Lewis. Hey, say something positive. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> I hate Ray Lewis. I'm gonna always say that, man. I hate Ray Lewis. All right, well, here on the uh, iFootball, <laughs> here on the Land Grant Holy Lands I-70 football podcast, we hate Ray Lewis. Um, <laughs> on, on a positive note, though, because the season is starting to end, if you do enjoy this podcast, we are not going away. We haven't figured out exactly what we're going to do. We're not going to turn into a full-fledged basketball podcast, but we will be talking about Big Ten basketball. We'll be talking about a little bit of recruiting and just some off-season stuff. Uh, and we're going to redo our tiers um, now that the season's over. And we have a bet to pay off. We still haven't figured out exactly how we're yeah. determining it. But, like, we do have a bet to pay off, and one of us has to wear a jersey. I have to wear a Clemson jersey, and you have to wear – what is it? Which one are you doing again? I forgot. Was it- or am I doing Michigan and you're doing Clemson? I think it was that, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm doing Michigan, you're doing Clemson. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. That's right. So stay stay with us for the rest of the season. I know. Stay with Dude, us for the rest of the season. Gross, man. <laughs> 
Yeah. Thought we got away with it. We haven't talked about it for a while, but it is going to happen. Um, and with that, as always, thank you for traveling I-70 with us. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, leave a five-star review and mention Dante and I. You can find me on Twitter at JordanW330. Dante, where can they find you? Dante M10216. Appreciate y'all listening to the show. See you next week.